3: And the secret proceedings.
4: Greetings and salutations, my fellow skywatchers from all corners of the globe. We're back live on air once again on this beautiful June 25th or 24th, depending on or depending on where you are, really, where you might be joining us tonight. We, of course, are broadcasting from the new Logic Studios down here in Miami, Florida. I am angel one-half of the dynamic duo that makes up Skywatchers Radio. With me, as always, is my compadre, Alan Weiler. Alan, what's up, buddy? How you doing? And from what remote location are you joining us tonight, sir?
2: Well, tonight I am in the middle of Hoboken, New Jersey. I am in the... Actually, it used to be a while back a scary, scary place, but I got to admit they've actually really done a good job revitalizing the area. So I got the New York skyline in front of me and all sorts of stars that I can see.
4: Very nice. Very nice. And uh, staying at a nice, uh, fancy uh, five-star hotel, I'm sure.
2: No, actually, I'm not.
4: I wish I booked
2: hotels.com. We should get paid for that plug. Yeah, uh, but, no, you know, I've, by the way, I love those new Captain Obvious commercials. Those things are a riot. Um, no, I'm actually staying at the company condo that I'm at. Uh, obviously, it's not the new Logic condo. No, but, no. Uh, but the company that I contracted with to do a fun project. So I'm here at the company condo, and I'm here just relaxing even though I have to wake myself up uh, rather early in the morning.
4: Now, until what time? Uh, I mean, how long are you going to be there?
2: I'm here, actually, I think for till Monday or Tuesday. And cool. then I'm going to have some downtime for the holiday weekend. And then I'm going to come back up this way.
4: Very nice. Maybe you'll hit me up when you get back down here. I haven't seen you in a while, man.
2: Yeah, I know. Doing a face-to-face would be good. But, my God, you have such a face for radio.
4: Thank you, and uh, so do you, sir. So do you. Now, you know who doesn't doesn't have just a face for radio, but a face for TV? Who? Our guest tonight.
2: True enough, he's been on TV before, and hopefully he will be again.
4: Both him and his lovely wife, Bill and Nancy Burns, are going to be here with us, folks. That's right, Bill and Nancy Burns, the host of Future Theater, the other show that airs here on Dark Matter Radio Network that I produce on Monday nights. Which now, by the way, starting this week, it's going to be on at 8 p.m. Eastern. So please mark that on your calendar. Everybody out there who is listening in, who are a fan of Bill and Nancy Burns, and who love listening to their future theater show, remember, 8 p.m. Eastern. Every Monday on dark matter radio network and of course psn radio and they're going to be with us in the next uh uh, 24 25 minutes alan we do have a lot of stuff to go over we also have open lines if anybody wants to uh, get in on the conversation i would love to hear from you so please call in 786-245-8127 and by the way you can look us up on skype psn radio look that up It'll get right to us, and uh, you can Skype right in. You can also chat with us on the PSN chat. Go to www.psn-radio.com and uh, check out the chat room area there and chat away. We'll take your questions off air also in the chat, and we'll answer them on air. And another thing, we're going to go over some news stories uh, here, and you can follow along with us. Read along right on our, our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Radio. Right there, you'll be able to follow follow along with every single story we we're going to talk about tonight. And the very first one was uh, given to us by Mr. Alan Wyler right here. A very interesting uh, story from oh, yeah, very... uk.
2: Yeah, this one's a unique one. I just don't know how to react
4: to it. Well, I'm still a little bit speechless. Um Let's just uh, let's just read it and see you know what the audience thinks. And if you guys have any uh, you know any uh, anything you want to say about it, please call in. We'd love to hear what you think about this story. But uh, check this out. It, it, this is what it says here. It says A retired U.S. Marine claims he spent 17 years on Mars protecting five human colonies from Martians.
2: I called bat squatch on this one.
4: Take that one in real quick, guys. Take it in. Take it in. Absorb what I just said. A retired US Marine claims that he spent seventeen years on Mars protecting five human colonies. Five human colonies on Mars from Martians. Now uh, intriguingly they, they do post a picture on here, Alan, of the Martian landscape. And you know hopefully I think I w- it's the Sahara Desert it kind of looks like that but what I, I was going I with
2: think this he, was i think he was he, he he was he was in the first desert storm in the early 90s so if you do the math the 17 years adds up and what i'm thinking is is that he was out there in the desert and he was protecting maybe the bedouins with the camels and i think he thought the camels were aliens
4: it's a possibility. Where I was going with this though is that I love how they post a picture of Mars or the desert or whatever and uh you know they're they're talking about how this uh this person spent all this time on Mars protecting colonies from Martians but then you just see a, a pile of rocks. Like why don't they have any images of the colonies or the Well it Martians? says
2: it says image 1 out of 18 if you look at it.
4: Yeah, but you you know you keep looking around and it's more rocks.
2: It's funky-looking rocks.
4: That is true. They are kind of funky-looking rocks. Now, this is uh, what the article says here. And, by the way, you can check the article out. It's posted over on uh, Facebook.com forward slash Skywatchers Radio. And please like that page. Give us a good like on there. Now, I'm going to read it out. It says here, A former U.S. Marine has claimed that he spent, again, 17 years of his career on Mars. Uh, The ex-naval infantryman who uses the pseudonym Captain K... Captain K? That's just. Better than Red Captain flags K, are going off. Man. Red flags are going off just on the dude's name. But he's, uh, Captain K says that uh, he was posted uh, to the Red Planet to protect five human colonies from indigenous Martian life forms. He claims that he spent nearly three years serving in a secret space fleet ran by multinational organizations called the Earth Defense Force. Dun, 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 which recruits military personnel from countries including the U.S., Russia, and China. Nice uh, diversity
2: Okay, uh, I'm calling Stargate to ma- Command, to ask, and I'm going to ask them about this. Yeah, okay.
4: Okay, you're just your words now there. What are you drinking?
2: I'm drinking the good stuff. I'm drinking moonshine. No, I'm That's, just teasing him.
4: No wonder you like UFOs. But And it says here in a testimony <laughs> released uh, to Exo News TV, Captain K uh, said he was trained to fly three different types of space fighters and three bombers. Of course, that means aliens. He added that training uh, took place on a secret moon called Lunar Operations Command, Saturn's moon, Titan, and, and in deep space. Doesn't say where, just says deep space. Captain Kay says he retired after a 20-year tour of duty. Describing his retirement ceremony on the moon, that he claims was uh, presided over by VIPs, including ex-defense secretary Donald Rumsfeld. So you know, I've always said Donald Donald Rumsfeld belongs on the moon, and apparently he's been on the moon. So if you guys want to read that article again, it's on our Facebook page. Uh, I'm with you, Alan. I'm calling bat squash on this one. Complete and utter. That's Watch.
2: Congratulations! Thank you for finally agreeing with me. Yaman,
4: yeah, done. We agree, and uh, but thank you for the article. It's a good article. Now, let's move on to the next one, real quick. We have here this one's coming from Google themselves. Google Internet balloons cause panic in yet another country. Damn you, Google! Always causing panics. Is here, Google's Project Loon? Funny name, huh?
2: Yeah, Project whoever loon. thought of that man, name must yeah. have been a genius, let me tell you. Yeah,
4: no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Project Loon has been around for a while now, but that hasn't stopped people from freaking out whenever they see one. Uh, today in New Zealand, residents thought a plane was crashing when, in fact, a loon balloon, try saying that three times real quick, was landing according to the Wall Street Journal, and New Zealand is not... Is actually one of the test areas for the loon balloons that Google is using to deliver web uh, connectivity to rural areas around the world. And Google confirmed to the Wall Street Journal that one of the balloons had landed in an area where some New Zealanders had reported a plane crash to uh, local authorities. A rescue helicopter was then sent to the site, but instead of finding a plane, it found a balloon. Sounds familiar. Wow.
2: Yep. Slightly.
4: Yeah. This isn't the first time that the loon balloon has been uh, a cause for concern. Two years ago in Kentucky, residents thought they saw a UFO, and they were like, oh, my, we saw a UFO. It was in the sky. When in fact, it was nothing on, but a loon you're just, balloon.
2: You're just profiling doing that accent. You should apologize.
4: Come on. That How many people in Kentucky does, do sound like that, really? A lot.
2: Too you know, many. History. Too many.
4: Exactly. You know, it's true. Now, how, it says, you know, residents thought that they saw a UFO when in fact it was this uh, loon balloon that had accidentally drifted from California, which that's a long drift from California all the way to Kentucky uh, the loon balloons are one of Google's uh, moon shoot projects that are part of the uh, Google's somewhat mysterious X research division uh, Google hopes that the balloons will be able to provide internet connectivity for people around the world who currently don't have access, who doesn't have access to the internet at this point really I mean
2: you want the list to you want the short list or the big list.
4: Uh, I don't want it short or big. But after one year, the balloons have been rapidly improving. Google's X, and I know somebody else likes some big nine inch. I think anyway, Google's X's uh, Astro Teller told uh-huh. Wired. Uh, yeah, I'm not going there. Wired this week that the balloons are delivering ten times more bandwidth, uh, ten times steerability, and are staying up ten times as long. And apparently, they're injecting these balloons with Viagra.
2: Yeah. <laughs> i'll believe google- that when i see it yeah okay
4: yeah maybe uh helium with viagra mixed in that's what's holding it up google is also looking to provide internet with drones uh with it that's actually a good idea internet with uh, drones in its uh, recent purchase of drone maker titan aerospace uh facebook is also interested in providing internet service to people by using drones guess what drones are here and drones are going to be a big part of our future Huh? Like
2: it or like it or not, yeah, you're right.
4: Like it or not, we're gonna have drones all over the place. You know, I'm I'm waiting, Alan, to have the drones start like dropping off packages for uh, Amazon. As soon uh-huh. as that starts happening, that's gonna be like the greatest thing ever. I'm gonna just be ordering stuff just to order stuff just to like get a drone in the backyard dropping it off. I just want to see it. I want to videotape it. <laughs> I just you know I, even the stuff that I don't need, like I'm not gonna need that poster of Chewbacca, but I'm gonna buy it because okay. I want to have it here in 30 minutes.
2: Makes sense to me. Right? Yeah, absolutely.
4: It's going to be so cool. So anyway, uh, these uh, loon balloons are still being mistaken all over the world for UFOs. So if you guys see something out there in the sky that looks kind of like a balloon, guess what? It might actually be a balloon. It's just some things are just that. You know, that's the way it is. Not everything is space aliens, folks.
2: We'd not like it to be, but uh, would it would be nice
4: heaven. Unfortunately, uh, Gene uh, Rutenberry hasn't gotten uh, his dream to happen yet, which is space, the final frontier, and all the aliens in it to come and show themselves. I wonder if there really is, you know, like that. Uh, uh, what do you call it? The um. Uh, no, nah, I've completely what, what, lost what? the term. Um, uh, help me out here. You're you're a, a Trekkie. Uh, what's the uh, the thing that they don't uh, when they have um. Okay, I'm drawing a blank and you're not okay, helping.
2: Me. I have no idea. When a race it? doesn't
4: want to when a race doesn't want to uh like show themselves to a, like a an indigenous race, what's that called? I completely drew a blank here.
2: Prime directive?
4: The prime directive. Do you think aliens actually have a prime directive like in Star Trek?
2: I don't know. I mean the the question has been thrown out more than once um about that philosophically. I honestly have no idea. Um I mean, I'm sure there are rules and guidelines that they have to live by, unless, of course, they're coming to us to plunder us. You know, they're going to pillage the women and rape the land. Um I don't like know. Fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you can go do that if you want to. I'm going to pass.
4: <laughs> now, moving on to the next article here, we have a toy boat spotted on Mars and back to the uh, the red planet here. Right. Uh, this, this is uh, another uh, find... In rocks, just uh, people find all kind of stuff in these
2: well, rocks. On there are some things that are unusual and other things that aren't,
4: but most of it is just rocks, man. You know, it's it's funny because they're you know blurry images to kind of maybe sort of from an angle. Yeah, okay, perhaps sort of looks like a like a little boat, but it's like a weird shadow effect. You know, it's and this is what we got. This is big news. Better than nothing. Oh, this is true better than nothing and uh this is uh from uh what is this blog dot dot com whatever anyway, it says here that uh and again, this is posted on our Facebook so if you want to see the image, go over there uh it says here, the fertile images or it says here the fertile imaginings of people who scrutinize photos beamed to earth by the Mars rover have yet. Uh, have yielded an intriguing list of unexpected items from a mysterious underground light, uh, which remember we saw that one, talked about that a couple of weeks ago, the little burst of light, uh, to a skeletal, skeletal remains of a horse. I don't remember the horse. Do you remember that one, Al? Yeah,
2: I haven't seen that one yet.
4: No, I can't remember that one. The latest foreign object is a toy boat. Little toy boat. Spotted uh, by the rover uh, Curiosity and described in a YouTube video posted on June 17th, just a couple days ago, uh, by Extraterrestrial TV. According to the video, the object looks like a child's boat and is clearly different from the surroundings, and it's casting a shadow. Clearly casting a shadow in the years that the... Absolutely. In the years that the rover has uh, been sending back photos, a number of strange objects have been highlighted by UFO Sightings uh, Daily, a uh, popular blog that mines NASA photos uh, for evidence of life in outer space, maintained by Scott C. Warning. And actually, he's cool. I got him on uh, LinkedIn. Cool guy. Uh, UFO Sightings Daily has not yet weighed in on the latest toy boat uh, debacle here, but uh, has talked about other toy-sized objects in the past. Really? don't recall them uh, finding many toys on the surface of Mars. I do remember one time, though, they found like something that looked like uh, C-3PO's head. Do you remember seeing that?
2: Yeah, but I was looking for the Super Bowl. What? Yeah, I remember the C-3PO head, but I'm looking for a soccer ball on Mars right now.
4: We you think, the Martians play soccer, too, like they're part of the World Cup?
2: I think someone from the World Cup kicked it so hard it landed there.
4: Well, I haven't been watching man, so I have no input on the World Cup uh, not a fan, sorry, I'm an american we don't We don't watch the World Cup in America, <laughs> silly Alan. <laughs> anyway, moving on, so this toy boat uh batsquatch, what do you think
2: Batsquatch
4: yeah, I agree Batsquatch on this one It uh, doesn't look like much it looks like a pile of rocks again, just uh really weird. Object and uh and it's not even an object. It's a rock that's casting a weird shadow. That's all this is. There's really true, nothing true, else. True, true,
2: true. But if you scroll down through some of these other pictures, there are some pictures that actually do look like some type of life form.
4: I know there's one that kind of looks like a lizard. Um,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's
4: but it, again, it, it's just a weird rock. I mean, that's I mean that's all I see there. Just a weird looking rock that's been there, probably sitting there for. Who knows how many millions and millions and millions of years just sitting there and decaying. And Now it looks like a weird lizard, but it's just a rock. Sometimes things are just rocks, man.
2: All right, I won't argue with
4: you. I mean, I still haven't seen, like, I'm waiting to see a little Martian, like, waving. Like, I saw, you know, uh, internet memes. I'm sure everybody out there listening is familiar with what internet memes are. I saw a meme of uh, Martians, like a bunch of Martians standing on the surface of Mars with a sign that says, Yankees, go home. Leave our land alone, or something like that. <laughs> and th- I'm, I'm actually waiting to see that. Like, I'm waiting to see the rover like pull up and just you know start shooting some images. And all of a sudden, a little Martian with like the number one finger, like on the finger, or, like one of those big foam fingers, just waving at the camera. Like, I want to see something right. like that. Why can't we get something? That's definitive.
2: Well, you know,
4: maybe they, not. But
2: yeah, maybe the prime directive is in place. <laughs> so I don't know, dude. If I had an answer, I'd give it to you. I really want. I have no clue why things are the way they are.
4: All I know is that moonshine is hitting you good. Now, check this out. The next story here we're going to go to is uh, from Open Minds TV again. Now, pink UFOs strike again. I didn't know this was a, a phenomenon, Alan. Uh, I had no clue that there was such a thing as pink UFOs. But if you guys go to Open Minds TV, uh, there is a video uh, the it goes along with this article, and uh, it says, pink, uh, pink UFOs strike again, and check this out. It says, stop me. If you've heard this one before, someone was browsing on Google Earth when they noticed a pink UFO in the sky. Right. I've never heard I've never heard anybody actually say that, personally.
2: I don't know who it was that I have no idea who was going out with the magnifying glass looking at all these things, but apparently, obviously, someone found something.
4: Yeah, and now says there this has become uh, a common occurrence in recent years, and this indicates that either Earth is being invaded by stylish extraterrestrials, or more likely exp- an explanation is that people are con- or continue to be fooled by common lens flares. J.J. J. Abrams, the latest pink UFO sighting was discovered in uh, Trout Creek, Montana, on Google Earth by a guy in Newfe- Newfoundland, and uh, who then informed The guy in uh, Tawain, and uh, or uh, yeah. And uh, then, you know, he informed another guy who told another guy, and then they told some roommate, and uh, then they told uh, somebody's cousin, and somehow ended up on open minds. Now it says here, are you following all this? Because I'm completely lost at this point, but it says here. uh, (laughs) So here's uh, where the particular pink UFO sighting gets a little more bizarre than others. The Google Earth image apparently shows a carefree alien on the top and this is where I call squatch on this article. Uh, look, this is what I'm talking about when it comes to, like, blurry images. Uh, and you got to really see, this, see the video to, like, get what I'm talking about here. There's um, this is dude, uh, and this is Scott Warning. He's a cool dude. Like I said earlier, I have him on uh, on LinkedIn. He's a cool right, dude. Right. He's, he's, a, he's a researcher, and, you know, shout-outs to him. And But he does something that, you know, often, and I've seen a lot of people do this who are researchers in the world of ufology, where they'll take an image and then they'll blow it up. And try to see if there's anything else hidden in there. And apparently he found an image on Google Earth of what looks like a pink UFO. So what he did was he blew the thing up. And again, go to our Facebook page. The link is right there. You'll be able to see and follow along here. He blows this thing up. And then on the very top, when it's all super pixelated... You can kind of sort of see what looks like the top of a, of a gray's head or some kind of a being's head or something. And he's saying, see, this is a being with his head sticking out of the UFO looking down on us.
2: Surprise, surprise.
4: It's a blurry image. No kidding. I mean, how? this is all we have in ufology. It's so sad that anybody will put this uh, kind of effort to this. Uh, But, you know, I don't even know what these pink UFOs uh, are on Google Earth. I really have no explanation for them. You know, I don't think... I've never heard of this uh, phenomenon on Google Earth. It's a unique one, but I'm sure we'll figure out what it is. Now, there is a link uh, that apparently goes to more pink UFOs, and uh, and there's more images, I guess, of uh, stuff they found on... um, on Google Earth and stuff, and there's a bunch of articles that they post through there, so if you guys want to know more about pink UFOs, check out openminds.tv and check out the article with Scott Warning. Again, he's a cool guy. I got no, no beef with the guy, but he's doing something here that a lot of folks in ufology do often, and it just upsets the heck out of me, man. Like, they take an image, a random image, they blow it up, and they show you, like, some blurry aspect or part of the image, and they're like, see, look! There's an alien in there! Really?
2: No, that's
4: not really. Here. Really, that's what we're doing here, right? Where that's where the aliens are, in the really blurry, blown up images. Don't buy it, man. And uh, again, not trying to hate on the guy. Like no you are with him, but I'm, I got no beef with this people. But I got beef with what he's doing here. Just saying. So anyway, moving on. We have a, a couple more uh, topics I want to get to, or articles I don't want to get to before we. Go on break, and then we get Bill and Nancy Burns, who I'm sure are listening in right now, shaking their head with an open palm.
2: And they're smacking their head with the open palm because they're like, what the heck are they talking about?
4: What the hell are they babbling about? But check this out. And this is going back to the uh, 70s and 80s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, I guess. Uh, Yeah, John Lennon. Uh, What do you think? John Lennon, one of the greatest ever musicians, you think? One of them. Yeah, well, it says here, John Lennon's murderer, Mark Chapman, was under the control of aliens, determined to kill the Beatles' musician to stop him from spreading messages of peace. Extraterrestrial expert Michael C. Luckman has claimed in an article, as says here, John Lennon's murderer was under the control of dark alien forces, determined to eradicate his messages of peace and love. It has been claimed inclaimed hard here, and he says here that the late Beatles legend was assassinated by Mark Chapman outside of the Dakota building in New York City in 1980 with a deranged fan blaming the devil for his actions and apparently aliens. Extraterrestrial expert Michael C. Luckman believes that Lennon was at the center of a battle between different species of aliens, which resulted in his death. Luckman, the author of Alien Rock, The Rock and Roll Extraterrestrial Connection, and the forthcoming sequel, Rockstars, Hollywood and alien contacts, celebrities inside secrets, claims Lennon was regularly sent messages from intergalactic beings to include in his music, with him acting as a vessel for them. Something he was able to do because of the way his brain was wired. And at one point, Lennon even had a close encounter of the third kind himself. And I'm sure that probing was... Yeah, man.
2: Okay, was. if you say so.
4: The veteran UFO researcher uh, also exclusively told Bang Showbiz that this was enabled... Uh, this actually is what enabled John Lennon to receive musical messages uh, broadcast from space and compose hit song hit songs celebrating peace, love, and freedom. John was the ideal candidate for the alien contact. Much later, he, uh, he had two UFO encounters, uh, Luckman claims, one which may have involved a meeting with four little gray aliens at the Dakota apartment. Uh, And, of course, back then they were called the monkeys. That's when
2: they were
4: started. And this happened in uh, the apartment in New York uh, City where he lived with Yoko Ono. Luckman claims that uh, with these messages of peace and love which led to Chapman who is still incarcerated, by the way, in prison for shooting the musician, uh, being targeted by rival aliens determined to stop the Give Me Some Truth singer and imagine singer from spreading his message of love. Uh, Why would aliens want to do that? Darn these aliens. Why would they want to kill John Lennon for spreading the message of love? Luckman added, when Chapman blamed the devil for ordering him to kill Lennon, he may have indeed been operating under the influence of negative entities who were upset with John's universal message of brotherhood and wanted to stop him dead in his tracks before he could become even more powerful. I don't know John Lennon had that kind of swag. But apparently he did. The circumstances that led to Lennon's death can easily be seen in the classic battle of light and dark forces. In this case, a battle for the soul of rock and roll. When describing the songwriting processes of Lennon himself, he claimed that he often felt like a hollow temple filled with many spirits, each one passing through me, each one inhabiting me for a little time, and then leaving me to be replaced by another. End quote while his uh, widow yoko ono has uh, previously stated that she believes her deceased husband and his beatles bandmates uh, sir paul mccartney and ringo Starr and the late george harrison were musical mediums of sort she is quoted as saying they were like mediums they weren't uh, conscious of every or conscious of everything they were right. they were saying but in it was in their music man it was coming through them in the music it, all right they're psychic they're mediums no, they were just on a lot of peyote and on really good drugs, man. It was the 60s. Rock and roll, baby. It was, it was hip. It was happening.
2: Yeah, but they weren't sharing with everybody like they were supposed to.
4: No, but they were sharing with themselves. That They were. Everybody, will be back in a few minutes after this break with Bill and Nancy Burns. Go take a hit. This is the Dark Matter <laughs> Radio Network and right. PSN Radio. We'll be right back.
5: Hi, this is Kayla Ambrose, and I'm your travel guide to the other side. I'm inviting you to join me on the Explore Your Spirit with Kayla show. Each week on the show, I serve as your travel companion as we explore the concept of many paths and one destination, bringing you enlightening and inspiring interviews with world-renowned authors, artists, teachers, and researchers delving into metaphysical, supernatural, and paranormal topics, as well as new discoveries in the scientific and spiritual arenas. Join me here as we explore the mysteries of the universe, rediscover the magic in the world around you, and reawaken your spirituality. It's the shows you want, when and where you want to listen to them, all on the Explore Your Spirit with Kayla show. See you there.
0: This is Jeff Brady, host of In Other News, heard on Dark Matter Radio, Thursdays at 5 p.m. In this strange period where free energy technology is weaponized, dissent is criminalized, and war economies flourish, the human family is being deliberately assaulted on multiple fronts, in the food, air, water, and during sleep. Yet here we are with information at our fingertips, only to become a slave to the portable digital communication device. You know what you're really communicating you are screaming to cell phone corporations, please put a chip in me. Past shows have looked at issues involving electromagnetic weapons... Satellite stalking, RFID, orgone and organite, illegal fluoridated drinking water for infants, airport radiation scanners, secret societies, energy vampires, psychopathy and surveillance, sex trafficking, disaster capitalism. So tune in to In Other News Thursdays at 5 p.m. on the Dark Matter Radio Network, the pioneers of overnight talk radio.
6: Hello, my name is Howard Hughes, and I'm in London and I've been proud to bear this name all my life. Over here in the UK, I'm known as a broadcast journalist. I've been involved in some of the big stories of our time. The fall of the Berlin Wall. The death of Princess Diana. I told London about that. And on the first and second anniversaries of 9-11, I was there at Ground Zero, speaking to the people who were directly involved in those experiences I will never forget. So news is my thing. But my great love is my show, the one that I produce. The Unexplained. Over the years on this show, I've spoken to people like the late Al Bierlich from the Philadelphia Experiment, Edgar Mitchell, the amazing Apollo astronaut, Dr. Stephen Greer, David Icke, and Uri Geller. People like Richard C. Hoagland have become personal friends over the years. I met him in London. So you can see that these sort of topics are what I like to discuss. Please join me on my show from London, The Unexplained. Monday nights on the Dark Matter Network. Seven three 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 seven four. That's nine five four nine seven three thirty-three seventy-four, or visit keyinformation.com.
0: This is James Swagger, host of Capricorn Radio. I'm also an author, engineer, and researcher. Capricorn Radio covers alternative history, alternative science, philosophy, and truth-orientated discussions. We are proud to be on the Dark Matter Radio Network, live at 8pm Saturdays, Eastern Standard Time. You can catch extra info on darkmatterradio.net, JamesWagger.com for yours truly, and capricornmembers.com for the archives. Don't forget, truth is not democratic, truth is truth.
6: You're
4: listening to the Dark Matter
6: Radio Network.
4: Everybody, We're back live on Skywatchers Radio, right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network, and of course, PSN Radio, open lines for anybody who wants to call in and talk to the guests who are joining us tonight. That number is 786-245-8127. Of course, you can see us on PSN Radio, right on Skype. Look us up if you want to Skype in, we'll take your call. And of course, uh, the folks that I'm talking about, the guests of the evening, who are last-minute guests... It's like I. It feels like I've never talked to you in the or haven't talked to you in a long, long time. But not really. Bill and Nancy Burns, how the heck are you? Welcome to Skywatchers Radio. Nancy's been here before. Bill, this I think this is your first time. Yeah, yeah. On my it show, is. right? Yes, it is. Yeah. It is. And, and shame like on me.
5: <coughs> yeah. Welcome,
2: welcome to all of you. Anyway. Oh, thank you.
5: Okay, so it, during the break, uh, we were talking to uh, to Alan. And Alan is a person who has been working 120-hour weeks. Okay, that's a lot of work. Now you are talking to four, now three other workaholics. Okay, probably 90% of the audience listening. But uh, I'm a workaholic. Lord knows, Angel is. He's working like 25 jobs. Yes, Um, Bill is. We all struggle
2: in this realm. Yeah,
5: exactly. So. Uh, I wanted to let the audience know that um, I wanted to quickly ask you a question before we lost you because there was talk during the break that you might want to take a break and go to sleep because you are, in fact, walking a walking zombie on your mind feet. You,
4: he, he Mind you, he's been drinking moonshine for the last five hours. Nah, go I ahead, can, you Alan. can no, tell I the have, difference. No, I
5: haven't. No, no I haven't. you can tell the difference. Not this um, time, no.
4: Well, Nancy, what do you want to ask Alan over here? Yeah, go ahead, and
5: Well, I wanted to, since Alan is the second in command here um, on the show, and since Alan has to sometimes... Well, no,
4: no, technically, 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 he's the third in command. See, our overlord, Keith Rowland, is the first in command. Yeah, absolutely. Nobody... I I would be second, and then he'll be third.
2: Keith is a figment. I'm beginning to think Keith
5: doesn't exist.
2: See, no, he does. See, like, he does right, exist. Right now, Keith is holding up cue cards saying, "I exist." You can't <laughs> see it. He doesn't talk. He just holds up cue cards. Right in no. your in your in
5: your mind. <clears throat> yeah. So I there's lot, to ask Nancy. If, there's a lot going
4: on in that mind of his. You don't want to even well, start with that. <laughs> I wanted to
5: yeah. So I wanted to ask you, Alan. Have sure. you gotten a consistent stream of hate mail since you started
2: you the know, radio? You know, I don't know because. Angel doesn't let me read the email, so I don't know if I've gotten consistent hate mail. Have I gotten consistent
4: hate mail, Angel? Well, let's just say I didn't want to bruise your uh, fragile ego. Yeah. Really? Really? No, actually, no. We, come on, we, come that on. That I've Here. known. Here's the thing. We don't really give our emails out a lot. We give uh, the, the Facebook page out. Uh, everybody knows the skywatchersradio.com uh, page. And, maybe I'm a little too... To find co- it, Maybe it, my,
5: but... my borders are a little too impervious. Or per... per-, per-, uh, what per- was it? All they have that's to that's do is... permeable. Stuff. Permeable.
4: There you go. Permeable,
2: yeah. that's it. Yeah. Or porous. My porous. borders are porous. Things leak right in and out. It's terrible. It could or be pervious. that. You could say pervious, too.
5: Well, but I got three today say and 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 I answered one of them saying, uh, you know I'm sorry i'm s- so- I don't mean to be offensive, something like that, and then I answered the other one with something like um, <laughs> i mean i got I got really sl today three different ways, and it's like in one case, I told this one guy, you know, if I quit, then you'll be happy, but so far." You know, you're going to have to be unhappy. <laughs>
2: well, hold on. Let me ask you the question though. You got three pieces of hate mail, but were they all because of the same trigger point or yeah. different triggers?
4: Yeah, the same.
2: Okay, well, I got to
4: ask. What did you? What's do? the trigger point? What yeah, I what was the trigger? Men's
2: the men folk.
4: Oh, she's the great really? interrupter. That's that's what it is. Yeah, Nancy, really?
2: You know that that you know honestly they shouldn't be knocking you. They really shouldn't. Because, you know, when someone has something really important to say, you could stop a midstream conversation and, you know, stream of thought because, you know, you just got to throw it out there. The same times when we have people that are on here that are telling us stuff and we're at the point where it's like, I'm sorry, I got to call Squatch.
5: I know, I know, I know. I mean, well, see, that, that's the thing. We have... Um... Sometimes I like to let a person dig a hole deeper and deeper and deeper. I have yeah. a bunch of different ways. I've women a-
4: do that, by the way. Why do women <laughs> yeah. do that?
5: Well, see, that's the thing. I think there's a couple that things. Is that is so wrong play. of you women. Okay, and for anybody <laughs> listening who agrees with these kinds of um, people who are good enough to write, at least, and go in the- and they go into the discus on on futuretheater.com and they put this stuff. <clears throat> but um, for folks who want to hear just Bill, there's a little series it- – um, about a year ago, thereabouts, a year and a half ago, where Bill did the show all by himself for three months.
2: So dive Bill. in. Enjoy. By the way, what part of the country are you guys in?
5: Oh, that's where, right where you are. And that was the other thing. When you first came on this morning, right. I thought perhaps you sounded like you had a cold. Um, my, my daughter and her husband lived right in Jersey City, right next to where you are.
2: Oh, it's okay. It's very urbanized now. Oh yeah, I you know, I used to live in I used to live in New York about twenty years ago. I lived I lived in the city and in Queens. Whereabouts? Um, I lived in uh, midtown and I lived in uh Hills and Rigo Park when I was wow. younger. Wow. And So what, did you go uh, to
7: Paul Bowen High School?
2: No, 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 no! I got kicked out of my high school. That's a whole other story. Wow, mm-hmm. okay. um, really? Yeah. He
4: was a yeah. rebel without a
2: clue.
5: No, but okay. So you bad. have to tell us why. How? How do you get kicked out of high school?
4: Yeah, I'm intrigued. Of in, course, in, we're, in we're here to Hills too. I mean, I we're can't we're, leave, we're here <laughs> to interview Bill and Nancy, but I want to hear this story. So yeah, yeah that's actually, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Knowing, yeah. And it's I should all
7: tell the same. story. And I should tell the I'm from the other side of the lake in Forest Hills. So
4: yeah,
2: I sort of got caught sleeping with the rabbi's daughter. No. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was wow. knowing you.
4: I believe it. Yeah.
2: yeah. Wow.
7: How old was
2: this girl? She the the right age for me at the time. Okay. Was okay. it true love? Good answer. Um, you know, yeah, but you know the joke: falling out of love is just as easy as falling in love. Yeah. You know,
5: I. That's, I, that's romantic, though. And you got okay. So what? It's a good what great thing rabbis don't want.
2: excommunicate their flock. Um, you know, Alan, did you complete high school? Um, yeah, kind of, sort of, yeah. Wow.
1: Um,
2: I I scored, I got kicked out, um, that wasn't the real trigger, as we're saying, when I got caught, uh, he pretty much called me out in the middle of class as a gigolo, at which point, at which point I turned around and said to him, but Rabbi, I didn't charge. And that's what it's really got kicked me kicked out.
5: Well, have, How t- tall or short are you?
2: Uh, depending on how well I slept, <laughs> uh, about five six, five seven.
5: 5'7". Okay, so you're a short guy.
2: I'm a short, alti- yeah. I'll admit I'm altitudinally challenged. But absolutely. you're probably really cute, right? I like the way Angel says I have a face for radio. Um, but no, I have a, uh, yeah,
5: I have a feeling you have hair.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: actually,
5: actually,
4: I'm gonna meet myself for a second. Yeah, <laughs> <I'm> on. <laughs> he's he must be laughing
2: his brains out right now. Um, actually, I do. This is all bald radio. all bald radio. Oh wow. Um uh, No, no, no. When when I was younger, yeah, I had a nice thick head of hair, and you know, I I was a um, you know, I had my my share of you know we, you know girls and women in my life and
5: uh, you, you know, did it your way
2: I, I, you know i didn't get in well i got into a lot of trouble because you know it's like i i was the cool jew um so you know i i, I grew up in a orthodox community or modern orthodox community but because of my upbringing, I also blended into the secular world as well as the or, the religious world. So and it's
5: I like st- staying alive for Jewish boys.
2: <laughs> yeah i am not he was the john
4: travolta of his neighborhood yeah, he yeah
2: was. that's
5: a good but that was a great movie by the way guys
2: you know unfortunately that that sounds a little bit accurate except for wearing the white spandex no anything but that no not those white that white leisure suit well did you Larry.
5: ever uh, read or hear about the novel port noise complaint when you were growing up
2: no actually i have. You can't You're say way i too have, young no. way too young no.
5: Way too. You should really look into if you're. Um, if you ever have Netflix, do you ever do Netflix? Sure, of
2: course. Yeah. Type
5: of old movies. You, and nowadays, um, I'm learning about a whole new thing that might. Um, I've never done torrents, and I know they're. I oh. guess are
4: they hundred oh, percent illegal? Oh, Nancy. Huh? N- Nancy, it's illegal, but they're awesome. No, no,
2: no, no, no. <laughs> it's not illegal. It depends on what it is. Uh, cert- well, yeah,
4: if you're doing like movies and The stuff torrent like that.
2: technology is not illegal. Not
4: illegal, okay. That's true, In yeah.
2: Some of the movies that are posted on torrents are illegal. But if you go to, let's say, for example, it, you could get every TV show that has aired for the past Ten plus years, you are able to download because you missed the episode, which is one hundred percent legal because it was aired on public TV.
5: So, EZTV dot what?
2: It. IT. I mean, I I I just finished watching Defiance. Uh, I don't know if you're following that or not. I don't know if you. Well, does it take you know? And
5: that's it's kind of like I'm taking baby steps, but but because we had to, um, we we've had to try to extricate ourselves. from Comcast oh, Just uh-huh. a little bit, not a lot Because they're still um, our, our provider For internet but, but do you guys, either of you know If there are other providers for internet Or does Comcast
2: just blanket
5: no, the area No, there,
4: well, there are other co- providers But uh, most of them are not as good uh, Unfortunately when it comes to well, speed
2: Nancy, what part of the country are you in? Where are you guys? Uh, well, unless we're, you want to spend a
4: lot of money, Nancy we're,
5: yeah, We're a in lot. a special spot And Bill can tell you We can't get Verizon service, for example Where we are
4: Okay. Wow, really? Because Verizon, like, covers most of the country.
7: I know it, do- wait, it wait. does, but the but the, the the place where from where that main switchboard from where all these lines uh, um, uh, diverge, yeah. that switchboard is too far away for the signal to reach oh, us. Oh, we, oh, your demarcation
2: point. Is, your demarcation point is beyond two miles, uh, right? And you have signal degradation. Yeah, I uh, I yeah. understand. Um, you know you might have to go with your local telephone network for what's their version of tripled up DSL. Right. If, if that's the only other option that you have.
5: Right. Uh, so anyway, so I, I simply... Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. So All okay, technical so our, our, our talk chat, on Dark Matter is Radio Network. <laughs> so we should, we, we should change th- our topic.
2: By the way, yeah. all, your, all, your, all your episodes, by the way, are available on EZTV. Okay. okay. good. You know, and and people download it. That's the beautiful part about it.
5: Yeah, yeah. And, and so um, I'm just starting to learn how insidious it is when um, there are monopolies, as it, as in Comcast. And so um, I'm I'm I I had to research this thing called VPN, virtual private network. Bet, right. Oh, okay, do you know, have you ever heard of that?
2: Yes, I have actually. Yeah. yeah.
5: Okay, so that's where I am, and I have a feeling once I perfect that, there's a whole world opens up,
2: okay? Oh, yeah, not, wait, wait not till to you be... start learning about the Tor network.
5: Yes, that's what I'm looking at. That's and the what thing we is... call the
2: undernet. It is the underbelly of the, um, it's the yeah. underbelly of the
4: internet.
5: But I have read that it's like 10 or 100 times bigger than the, what we call the internet.
4: Yes, By the way, I'm gonna. I'm gonna agree with Skinny Bob over here. This is uh, This is boring. This yeah, game Skinny game. I'm Bob. Sorry. And this is the, this is a question in the chat room here that I actually just want to jump into cuz it's actually a good question by Cindy Bob. Uh Bill, oh, he right. wants to know uh he wants to ask Bill uh if you have any comments or opinions on the Jonathan Reed case cuz after all we are skywatcher's yeah, radio yeah, and this. we are a UFO based show. So why don't we hop into that and segue <laughs> out of technical comcast. Well, didn't Reed
7: uh, didn't read admit that it was a hoax? I mean, didn't Was't that one of the things no, that he
4: finally he he's still in fact, he was on some radio show recently, and he's still talking about really? it like it's a yeah, like it's a real thing yeah well, well now
5: um here here's the thing I want to ask all three of you guys i'll I'll ask the question, and you three can answer what keeps you in this field as more and more of these hoaxes just pile up?
4: Well, Nancy, let me start off with asking you a question in rebuttal yeah. 2 before mm-hmm. I answer that question. Yeah. Uh, you had a gentleman on yesterday on Future Theater by the name of uh, James Gilliland. Gilliland? Gilliland? How do you pronounce that last name? Gilliland. Game? Gilliland.
0: Right,
4: that that yeah. guy. Uh, fine gentleman. Very nice guy. Uh, enjoyed his conversation uh, immensely. But uh, kind of a weird story. The Gilligan Land Ranch. Uh, you know, tell folks a little bit uh, about like what happened. Well, let me tell you miniature. why
5: I think he's a valuable guest and a valuable guest or a member of the UFO community until such time as he is officially uh, debunked. And I believe that Rich Giordano might have been a potential debunker, because he he uh, Skyped me this morning and said, I really, really uh, think I've exposed this guy. But that's beside the point. I, right. I'd have to see what Rich has. But there's something weird going on in which er- people from all around the world go to his space, wherever it is, his ranch, his, his retreat, and they seem to see weird stuff and feel very transformed. And Rich said, if you get a hold of a satellite, um you know you can get a satellite schedule and you could basically hope Exactly. Hoax, Remember hoax actually we,
4: we were talking about that on uh chat yesterday when you guys were on the air and I mentioned that uh, that's probably what's going on. Uh, you know, I use a different language, but I don't want right. to use that on air. Uh, yeah. But, I, you know, that's what a lot of these folks do. And, look, the reason I brought him up is because, you know, we got into conversation of uh, other folks in ufology. And uh, I find it funny, Nancy, you know, going into your question, uh, I find it funny how a lot of the folks in ufology are very uh, volatile and yes. are – and are usually at war with each other. Like you know, we have uh, James over here who's at war with, uh, let's see, uh, Stephen Greer. He's at war with uh, Mike uh, Michael Horn, and of course, uh, or, the, or Michael the Martian. Uh, as I'm gonna you have no
5: one. idea. We've been in uh, another ten years on top of your ten years. Yeah, I think. Well, I, I, not, a, I don't right, have.
2: No. Hit, I don't. I haven't hit ten years yet. Not on this. Okay, it's That's really awesome. easy no. to yeah. rattle someone's cage in this community. Yeah. Well, yeah.
5: Yeah, and and also it everything depends on how you come into the community. I predict if you come in trying to keep, you know, like you've got your hat in your hand and you're being very polite and you try really, I think there's ways not to offend people. And you can come in and maybe have an easier time of it. But right now there are people who are very anti-Richard Dolan, for example. Mm-hmm. Nobody yeah. has an easy time of it. Uh, Angel has had his share of people yelling at him. Oh, um, of course. Alan, and that's why I was wondering, Alan, you seem a little bit immune to it, and um, yet you're still well, geez, interested Al- in the topic. Alan,
4: does, Alan doesn't really get into it as deep as I, I've gotten into it, because he's really just uh, started off his broadcasting career on this show. He, yeah, he I've been, been, in been the He hasn't been doing community.
2: this for a while. I've been in the
5: yeah, community for and a, trekking, of a course. while. But well, see, now, Bill, Bill has it the worst. Bill has it so bad, um, <laughs> A, and then he has sort of hero worship so bad that it's not good, too, so...
4: That he does. Yeah. But that goes with the territory of the stuff that Bill's covered over the years. I mean... Uh, look at the the broad spectrum of things that uh, the bill's written about, and of course we're talking about Bill like he's not even in the room or even right. You know, I'm just sitting here. Don't yeah, I'm he's in. just sitting there. <laughs> you know, like he's not even listening to us. Uh, but no, you know, Bill, look, you started off uh, writing stuff on John F. Kennedy, and then you've migrated over to u- ufology, and I'm sure you've carried over some hate from one to the other, or have carried over fans from one to the other. Hmm. I mean, well, no, I, I mean, I,
7: I, I mean, twenty. 20- 30 years ago, actually, um, we were writing about computers. Those were our first books. Right. right, And then, um, then gradually we slid into true crime. And then it was actually from true crime, from trying to uh, pitch uh, a story by this FBI agent to a motion picture company. That's really how I got involved with um, – this particular topic when I met Philip Corso mm-hmm.
4: hmm. now what i mean was it an instant uh, attraction to uh, the whole UFO community or was it something that you gradually were getting into, or were, were you always kind of a fan of uh, of the whole UFO topic
7: Well, no, I mean I was a fan because I, I I'd actually followed stuff, but in terms of being an active research member of a community no i I wasn't but but I was following stuff in the 1950s, and because in the 1950s, the stories about Roswell were very prevalent, very current, and and, and there was a lot of talk about Roswell, and and obviously that was fueled by what we now know was the reason for it, but it was fueled by all the science fiction movies of the 1950s.
5: Well, don't you think that people our age are kind of primed to keep thinking there will be revelation, because we kind of were brought up that way? Right. That, that e- was our. We, yeah, I
7: agree. That was our. That was the message that was given to us. That in some, except the invaders from Mars. But but in terms of what the message was, is that all will be revealed. And so that's that's what well, we're what all expecting. What do you think
5: about the really big hoaxes? Like you didn't hear? I know you didn't have your earphones in before before we came on. Angel was talking about this guy who's saying uh, he's seventeen just
2: come back- years. <laughs> The, no, <laughs> the, the, yeah, the retired the, Marine who spent
4: yeah. 17 years on Mars training the new colonies on Mars. Five colonies, by the way. Not one, right. five colonies, how to fight off Martians. But
5: why the pseudonym?
2: Why not just be, you know, because... Captain K. And, well, right.
5: and how is he? I'm,
2: I'm expecting Captain Caveman at this point.
4: Boonga, um, boonga.
5: Well, no, how do yeah. you spell Captain K? K-A-Y-E.
4: K-E. Captain K. Captain
5: K. Hmm yeah well the, yeah so so I'm wondering, you know, um do you remember at all the the Serpo incident
2: oh sure oh, yeah, yeah yeah, sure i remember well, I that was
5: that was an interesting thing in that uh you know it's one of our i think it's one of the few issues we're completely sold out of now, but or, or almost I'm not sure but, yeah we're totally uh, sold out. there are no more serPO issues okay, but not on this coast on the west coast, there are a ton. Okay, really?
7: well, yeah.
5: Yeah. But anyway, um, let's talk about Skinny Bob again here. Let's go and see. Is he He was actually pretty prickly about the fact we were boring. So now he's got another one. Okay, so here. Yeah, he does, does Bill have and, uh, any comments on Charles Hall and the Tall Whites? Charles Hall. Okay, are we talking now about that movie called Invisible Hand? Is this in, from Invisible Hand?
4: I have no idea, but he wants to know. Uh, he, he wants to know, or does he want to call out any current disinformation agents? Like yeah. Bill would know that. Uh, Bill, when did you become the debunker and I start am not, putting people I out am, there? I am not the yeah. I am not the debunker <laughs> in
7: chief. In fact, I really don't follow the field that much. I mean, I, I'm, I'm speaking at the MUFON convention. No
4: way, next Mr. <laughs> UFO Hunter himself.
7: Well, no, but next month, next month, I'll be talking about why the major media doesn't cover UFO stories or any of the evidence that people uncover, why these are kind of laughed at and dismissed. And so I'll be talking there with George Knapp um, at the at the MUFON conference about And
5: listen, it. don't forget that when we were listening over the weekend to yeah. this kind of um, conference on uh, new energy stuff, there's a guy there whose profession is – he seems to be saying he talks about that very topic, why culture
2: is hiding this. Do you remember no, that mean, guy? I mean, there is a justifiable reason why. The powers that be are hiding this. The political and religious ramifications for a good portion of this globe would be in such upheaval with the true realization that we are not just alone in the universe. I wonder. We are not as evolved and not as. um, I
4: wonder.
5: I wonder if it's just going to seep in. You know, Here,
4: here's the thing. Here's the thing, guys. And uh, Nancy, I'm going to go back to that earlier question that you asked, and why, you know, what keeps us involved in ufology, in this field uh, that is called ufology? Um, right now, it's really just uh, curiosity curiosity to see how many people are lying. And people are hoaxing, and to see and to see if there is any truth to the to the whole matter, Uh, because it's funny doing this more and more, and doing the radio shows, listening to people's stories, and uh, interacting with with certain individuals and certain people, going back and forth in emails with certain Martian, right? uh, Exactly, we shouldn't be a. discussing much uh, but you know doing the stuff that I've uh, been covering for the last 4 or 5 years it's uh, it's amazing how much uh, the level of hoaxing has been going on uh, for a very 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 long time well, so yeah. it makes me yeah, but it hold makes on. me wonder hold on it makes me wonder uh, it makes me wonder if that is why going back to what bill said if that is why the mainstream kind of looks at it as a joke and doesn't well, really take bill, it well let bill
5: let bill tell the story about how a hoax Basically crashed his uFO hunter career period, oh, and that 's why it 's very significant it's it 's mm-hmm. not something that happened it, it, in other words let let, let bill now can well, put I more just, pieces together
7: well, right, because I was told why it happened yeah but but by somebody who shall be nameless but, yeah um, one of the things that happened was after the first show of season two were oh, was the show about the um these flying triangles, these triangular formations of lights in the sky, not in Phoenix, but in Illinois in a suburb of Chicago. Tinley Park was the suburb. Oh, I'm, I, I know that situation.
2: I remember right. that. Yeah.
7: Okay. Yeah. So um, one of the things we did um, to, as part of the show was to see if the residents who'd filmed and who'd witnessed the triangular formations of lights could identify um, – balloons, candles suspended from balloons in a rough formation. And and that was how we ended that show. And after that show, a lot of people began to email us about, oh, you know, we could have hoaxed it because uh, this is what you didn't do. This is what you should have done. Oh, those guys didn't see flying lights at all. Those guys were seeing the constellation Cassiopeia. Which was moving across the sky that night at ex- exactly the times when these guys were seeing lights. Okay, all that is meaningful. What happened in toward the beginning of the next season, probably in January, it, in fact, it was in January, mm-hmm. that uh, these two guys set off um, Chinese lanterns over North Jersey, over a local Morristown airport in New Jersey. And that created a mini UFO flap. So the network decided, the network suggested, why don't, I know that I'm not shipping out to California until the following day, so could I take Saturday morning, early Saturday morning, go up to Morristown with them and do like a mini, mini episode With the idea being, let's try to plug that into the first episode on Flying Triangles. Because here's a current case. yeah. It was
5: timeliness, right?
7: Right. It was timeliness. So I did that. And in the episode, we knew, because we'd been told by the police, they had determined that these were Chinese lanterns. And they were prosecuting the people they were filing charges against the two guys who set them off. Now... So we knew that. So the conceit of that setup was we were going to, this was my idea, we were going to plug the scientific analysis of the DVD that we got from this uh, retired pilot up there who took a video of these things. We were going to uh, have Terence Masson analyze that alongside with other footage from Mark Olsen up in Sonora, California. Hmm. And the point was, yes, these are indeed flares. That was the point of that first episode. No, in- okay. Instead, instead, what happened was there was a whole bunch of, they were using different cameras, the settings were all wrong. Right, okay. so, so we didn't...
5: This is when you were filming like this pre-s- pre-season right, when I, when, right. thing. Right. Right.
7: So so we couldn't cut it. It was in. like
5: a pickup reel or something. Right.
7: So instead, the network did another episode that I suggested, which became the television show Ancient Aliens. But so that particular episode, as Nancy said, that became one of a setup for the season. And it was never an episode. After these guys did their prank, they went to the Newark Star Ledger. And they said, at, at first... They claimed that this sighting that that the news had um, talked about, that they were the ones that did it and that they should be interviewed. But they gave false names to MUFON. MUFON ran the IP addresses and realized these guys were hoaxing. We also knew that when we were filming this. So we knew this thing was a hoax. Well, but it never, that episode never came to be. When these guys released their video, they went to the Newark Star-Ledger. There was a big flap. The network got very concerned. And so it was a hoax of a hoax. Nobody was hoaxed by this thing. This was supposed to go think, into an episode.
5: Who do you think encouraged these kids to do this?
7: Well, well they weren't kids. They were, uh, they were adults. Because I spoke to them. And... The story that I got from a person who crossed our path, who knew all about this, and who crossed Mm -hmm. our path um, on Long Island, uh, said that the standard way to do things like this is that you chat up guys that are cut out. So he's not a person from an intelligence agency, but he is a cooperating individual with that intelligence agency. You're talking about the people who did the balloons. Yeah, somebody got to them and said, "Listen, why don't you guys do this? You guys should just do this. This would be great." And then, lays. Yeah, they're used like
4: patsies almost.
7: And they, and they. No, become, but it's yeah. also
5: an easy way to make money and to kind of work for your government. It's not a bad thing.
4: Yeah. You know? Well, anyway, that was his
7: explanation. It would seem to me what had happened.
4: Do you? I mean, do you think they? This was. Uh, I mean, do you think you were set up in a way? Yeah. Well, of course. That was, was the whole point of this. Because thing.
5: the whole thing was, after that happened, it was like poisoning the water. The show right. was just due to come on its third season, and there became a swell. And this is, I'm, I guess, this is what I'm still reacting to when I get bad email. There was just such a swell of hatred that was so far out of proportion. Which was to...
4: weird, because let me tell you, Bill. For a long time, I mean, everybody that that I knew who was into the subject, who knew you, who you were, I mean. Completely thought you were legit and loved, you know, watching you on TV and loved the show. And I mean, we talked about it on radio a lot with uh, <clears throat> the ex co-host that should not be mentioned. Right,
5: but see, the yeah. thing is, you're all real. I mean, you're a real investigator in a real in a real setting and so forth, like God that. God bless I, you, I think, I think for saying that. <laughs> well, we're talking about trolls. I think we're talking about people who make a living helping. Shape the narrative, if I can put it that way. And of course, right. our our Martian friend is 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 a, is a troll of the first degree. I'm sure
4: he is just a, a OCD I would assume. Weirdo. I don't know. Yeah, there's so much uh, weird. There's so much weirdness going on with that guy. But uh, it's it's funny that they would target you, though, Bill. I mean, uh, that's odd. No. Especially when uh, when the subject. It's not like they've completely removed this kind of show from TV. No, yes, your have, 400s got have. removed, but oh, Agent have, Aliens is still on. Here's, oh, still, still being here's breached, what's been though.
5: removed, Bill can tell you, but th- that show did, uh, even though it was um, stupid sometimes, the investigation, oftentimes, you know, they didn't listen to anybody after a while. They started out being very friendly and and, and listening to people in the field, experts in the field, so to speak. Eventually, they got, kind of went their own way and figured they knew we were, they knew everything, and so... It was a rocky road, this thing called research, but it was so real, and I have already been through it with the Eckers and the magazine. It's sort right. of the same way. Just like now, You're a new, we're all new on a new network, and so eventually, as we get bigger, more and more people will try to, you know, just make you feel bad, I think. Um, like, go away, because some of us are sniffing around the truth. I think I really think
4: that. That's that's really been my whole goal is uh sniffing around the truth. That's exactly, exactly. what it is, just trying exactly. to find out what the truth is. Uh which, you know, Bill going through that kind of dilemma uh with uh with the show. What keeps you going? Well, yeah. first of all,
7: the the books that I'm well well the well, the two books that I've done recently about um the show. They're done. I mean, yeah. so the, the things that I'm doing now are like I'm I'm in now I'm writing the, uh, the manuscript for um, the Mickey Rooney biography we're doing. So I'm doing that. Uh, okay. A couple of months ago, um, Hearts of Darkness, which was about school shootings, and it's a, a, a psychological study of, of, of what's behind all this, this epidemic. That came out, what, actually last month. Hmm. and. Yeah. And then before that was another book on on PTSD and 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 traumatic brain injury in the military. And then before that was Doctor Feelgood. So those, so that's what I'm working on. So I'm not really writing books about UFOs, investigating
4: cases. Well, you
7: here's the thing. By the way, the Doctor
4: Feelgood. By the way, that's the John F. Kennedy stuff I was alluding to earlier. That's, oh yeah, uh, yeah, but that was yeah. that
7: was just uh, that was book that came out last year. The, right, that the, was recent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, but the stuff before but, that, yeah,
5: yeah. Anyway, go ahead. I was,
7: no, uh, go ahead. <laughs> and no, I just—I just I don't, That's don't, why don't she inhibit, gets those emails. Don't be slowly. inhibited.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Be, I can't bear the sound of my own voice interrupting and stuff. But, but here's the thing: it's half my show when we do feature theater. That's the part I don't get. How can I interrupt if it's half my show? And that's what I was—you know—that's what I was going to try to bring up to you guys. Um, Angel, by the way. One of the things that I've been promising, and I'm sorry I'm taking over the five, give me five seconds, is that I'm going to try to For do um, some of the heavy lifting on, you know, the mechanics of the show.
4: No, but No I more technical say, talk on air, though. We're, no, 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 this is not technical. The, the this is <laughs>
5: a little preface to say, no matter what, I would like you to still be part of the show as a verbal person, you know what I mean? If it's all like, all, all the, there's no dials to turn... How will that, how will you be part of the show?
4: Well, we'll we'll figure that out when we get to that road. Don't worry about that for now. Um, let's not talk about technical stuff and
5: tech no, no, it's not technical. Your voice in the show of... has become, I think, quite important. As you can see, as you can see, we're a smooth running team here. Indeed. Yeah. So, ask Bill.
4: Indeed, Bill. What do you think? Yeah. About what? Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. See? Yeah. He's following right along. <laughs> okay, Charles
5: Hall. Now, Charles Hall. Um, according to um, one of the questions here, he has a millennial hospitality book series describing his encounters with a race of human-like extraterrestrials, the Tall Whites. Whenever we and he was part of a, I believe, a, he was a military man, um, etc. What do you guys think about? They're they're good aliens and they're space brothers. I, I I you know. There's absolutely
7: no way to confirm objectively any of those stories.
4: Anything? You, yeah. They're
7: stories. I yep. mean, it. That's really all they are. And I've heard these things. Mm-hmm. And I've heard these stories. I mean, Charles Hall is one person now. I remember the Tall Whites. Tall Whites are supposed to be the helper ETs. So everybody that I've spoken to that has had contact, ongoing, benevolent contact with Tall Whites or Nordics. They're also called Nordics, I think, but but the Tall Whites. Everybody who's had contact with them comes back with the same story. They are our progenitors. We share their DNA. They are here to help us. They are here to keep our planet alive.
5: Well here's the, here's the thing that um the UFO field can feel like a dead end, which is why I'm I keep harping on this uh conference, this energy conference, because Dolan's talk, he's a UFO guy. Dolan's talk fit in like a glove to this whole new audience that I believe um would love every show we all do because we almost always get to the same thing. So if you've got a nutty case in UFOs, Talking about tall whites, or you even start with the first one who was considered a nut, and that was a damsky you know right. they came from mm-hmm. Venus and stuff. There are some people who suggest in this new energy world that all w- all the things we call UFOs are kind of like fantastical creations of this other mind, this other dimensional thing the this world community this this Community we're not part of yet to show Nancy, us I, I, I what's possible.
4: Mo- I think most of it is in all of our minds. Do you? Yeah, I think that's mostly what it is. And and, and, uh, and going back to the tall whites. I hope for a it's second.
5: not. I hope it's not that oh. way.
4: Well, listen, going back to the tall whites here. Uh, yeah. How much? Uh, how much of this could be just mythology that people hear about? Want to join a community, feel like they're outsiders, and they just they feel like they fit in in this community of you following. Okay, other, they come up uh, yeah, with other, these kind of stories and other, these kind of
7: scenarios. Otherworldly other creatures have right. been a part of culture, yeah. ever mm-hmm. since human beings began to
4: tell stories. Oh, yeah, this is true. That is without that's in the Bible. I mean, that's 100% accurate. So, uh, therefore, but are they how much of it is truth? Though, yeah. That's the thing, or how much of it is truth, and how okay. much of it is mythology that is created, um, like a comic book, like a story. Just you know, well, a the stories,
7: tale. the stories of little people uh, have been around. i uh, thousands of years. Little yes. people, either feyrias is what they were called, um, elves, but they've been around for thousands of years. Uh, George Washington, when George Washington had his two sightings. Both of them in Valley Forge. One was this kind of Blakean envision of, you know, the uh, mother, you know, this white angelic figure. Another was this green floating orb in the forest. And out of that orb, he called them green men. Green figures jumped out of that orb. So, I mean, and, and they were small.
4: Yeah,
3: and, and so what about there's you your
4: little green team? men.
3: Well, here's right. the thing.
4: George Washington was also growing weed in the back of the White House and probably smoking a whole lot of pot. So, how much of that yeah. is accurate? Yeah, okay, so uh, what
5: about Travis place?
4: Except this took place at Valley Forge. It yeah, so, does matter. They, he could have been traveling with the pot. You know, I'm just saying, Well, they were
5: have, because it was their thing. Everybody. with
4: him. You know? This is the well, first well,
5: time in history it's been prohibited. But listen, guys, what about <laughs> um, Travis Walton?
4: See, See, that right there, that's a case, I believe. See, and not because I've interviewed Travis and uh, I got to talk to the guy, but because of the surrounding uh, circumstances in his case, uh, the fact that there was... Federal people involved, looking for him. There was a manhunt, uh, looking for him. They couldn't find this guy anywhere. Same thing
5: with Whitley Straber. I would hate to. I would hate to, uh, you know, like dis- disbelieve Whitley Straber and then the just, main like, believe- differences, though.
4: Yeah, but yeah. The main differences, though, Nancy, is Travis Walton. When he had his experience, he went back to work at his regular 9 to 5. He went back to doing what he was doing prior to this happening to him. He retired working at that same company. Yeah, yeah. he wrote a book. Yeah, yeah, he made a couple books on the book in the, the 80s and the early 90s. They made a movie, which it was pretty good, but kind of sucks because they fictionalized uh, most of it. And even he says that he's not happy with the movie. Uh, but this is not a guy who... Uh, tried to create a cult around mm-hmm. you know what happened to him True. and that happens a lot with a lot of the folks in ufology today uh, yeah. Whitley Strieber I would hate to think that he is faking any other stuff that he's that he's
5: yeah re- well, here's the out. thing he has but he is interesting...
4: a fiction writer though that's right another
5: thing. and he has he like Linda Moulton howe have a very tight grip on a, a, a good good-sized community that that you pay to join right Right. And you know, and so they're very, they get very prickly if you get you know, and that's. But with when I, but I've talked to Whitley, and and I think my goodness, um, I don't know. I think he's on the level. I really do. So, um, so do I. I mean, yeah. I, I do not doubt anything he said. I
7: think. I mean, he's you a could be a fiction writer,
5: and when you are a fiction writer, you occasionally will go into the zone. Everybody mm-hmm. has a calling, and when, they, when they're when they doing whatever it is that they're put here to do, they're in the zone. Yeah, but here's, so, the thing, Nan, here, yeah. here's
4: the thing, Nancy. So uh, we're talking about a, a person, again, who is a fiction writer. Yeah. Uh, no different than L. Ron Hubbard. Right. And he created but, but, his but own religion. But Whitley
5: Streeter is not making a religion. He's basically he's charging for a website, but yeah. that's well. it. I mean, you I know, mean he's that's... telling
7: a story and he's yeah. and he's making money from from I guess his radio show and his website. So this nothing is nothing wrong with that. I mean, nothing right. wrong for
4: making money from your radio show. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, there's uh, but look, no. Whitley Strieber is one of the, 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 the to me anyway. Uh, his story, while is you know, it's a great book, and uh, you know, the communion story. The movie was great with Christopher Walken. Great movie. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, it's really a small sack of potatoes compared to everything else that's been going on in the world of ufology. Compared to like again, the one armed bandit over in, in Europe. Well, actually, uh, could...
5: actually, um, we all came into ufology when it was at its it's at its dying end of ufology. When, it kind of is, yeah. Yeah, when the 50s were here, the 50s and the early 60s, when people, uh, old guys now who are still around, it was, I mean, I'm telling you, you could have a conference and you would make a fortune just because it was so popular. Um, and it became less and less popular as each of us entered the field, it was less and less popular. Um, but when Whitley did his thing, when he did communion, this was back when books were still really important, he and his wife, Anne, had such a deluge of mail that that's how they started this whole f- foundation or whatever everything came from the fact well, because it, it hit a of nerve mouth.
4: Huh? It, hit a nerve, it hit a nerve with yeah, people that's what who were interested. Well, yeah, it hit a nerve with everybody who was interested in the subject. Uh, maybe some people that, you know, read the book and uh, could maybe uh, relate to it because they were abducted and some of them might have actual genuine oh,
5: he was. He's a, he's a good storyteller, and in fact,
4: he is. it excellent has such a
5: ring of truth. It's But so was Stephen King, an excellent storyteller. Yes. You know? And so, uh,
4: you know, that's... But do, do we mean, crucify him, though, because he was a fiction writer? Say, well, because you wrote fiction, you could not have gone and experienced this yourself. But
5: see, here's the thing. Bill can, That's the Bill question, can really. Write, Bill can write books on all these other topics. But as long as they're still um, running UFO Hunters, people are going to ask them questions. Right. And every time you turn around outside of the UFO field, as I said, we're doing this health book on this diet. I'm running into time and time again another person I was following for the diet is suddenly talking about seeing again the tall whites in this case that's why I thought it was weird that uh, it's a woman who's you know so the so many weird fields are leading back to this I don't think any of us can ever really get out
4: I no, I don't think so of, either. The tall Whites. I haven't really heard a, a whole lot of uh, Me either uh, on the Tall Whites in you know in recent months. But uh, I'm gonna have to do a little more research on the Tall Whites. Uh, but you know, how much of it? I mean, how much do you guys follow like the new Agey stuff, like the Indigos and um, Star I mean, Seeds, Star Child, and all that stuff. Star Children
7: and Indigos yeah. and and, yeah. and Crystal Children.
4: Yeah, all that. Uh, I mean, these were
7: uh, these were stories in the. Dating magazine. all the way back to the eighties, right? Yeah. You know, we had stories in the magazine about this, about indigos and star children. Um,
5: what, what? Well, here's what's ha- what has happened is that, um, and here's the thing you're going to find out if you haven't found out already. Sometimes the really nice people, the really easy to get along with people, the people who complete an article without a lot of you know pulling out their hair, um, are completing an article that's not really, you know. What I'm saying. It's kind of a little flighty. So you put it in the magazine because you've got to fill the space. It's not an excuse. but It's, it's a, a
4: filler. It's filler what well. we did.
5: And so, yeah. yeah, we have had probably one story each. But then, see, and then you file it away. But here's the thing. Well, I don't think the two come together. But um, there seems to be definitive proof that lots of famous inventions have been squashed, starting with Tesla. You know?
4: Yeah, well, uh, yeah. So, I mean, so, Tes- so Tesla something... was butchered by, by the government. Te- what happened with Tesla was laughing. No,
5: but, but Bill yeah. knows the actual story. About... No, I mean,
7: I know the story. But, I mean, yeah. in fact, I interviewed... We had an interview with Tesla's granddaughter in the magazine years ago. Oh. She was beautiful. Um, yeah, she was beautiful. Um, but the real story is that he wasn't really butchered. Um, Tesla... Um, he died if he broke,
4: was, though. Like, he was penniless then when he died. Well, he yeah. was
7: when he died because yeah. what he'd done, it wasn't the government, what he'd done was that he was, a, he was a multimillionaire. And then he made a discovery about the wireless transmission of energy and, uh, and radio. And he had gone to um, J.P. Morgan, um, who was his benefactor, he was in, his chief investor. And when he tried to explain to Morgan what a wonderful world free energy was, Morgan simply withdrew his money completely and said, how can I make money if energy is free? Well, Tesla kind of hung on, but when he died at the hotel, first of all, the stories about him were endless, but when he died at the hotel, he, he thought, after all this, in World War One, that he would get this huge contract from the United States Navy because Tesla had invented the homing torpedo. He invented robots. I mean, if I can go on and on to the stuff he invented. Hmm. But Thomas Edison was on the naval board
6: and ah. rejected,
7: rejected every one of Tesla's suggestions. Then at the start of World War II, here's a guy hmm. scrambling for money. So at the start of World War II, devastated by the Depression, the start of World War II – Tesla was uh, trying to convince the United States government that, one, he was the real inventor of radio, not Marconi. The Supreme Court eventually granted the patent to Tesla, not Marconi. Mm -hmm. But Tesla was also very trying to convince the United States that he had invented anti-gravity, that he could make anti-gravity work. And um, when he died, the Office of Alien Properties, because Tesla was not an American citizen, the Office of, or maybe he was, but the Office of Alien Properties seized all the contents of his hotel room. After the war, the, um, the Yugoslavians, the new Yugos country of Yugoslavia under Marshal Tito, wanted to create a Tesla museum. And we gave all of Tesla's papers from the Office of Alien Properties back to, the, uh, back to Yugoslavia and the Tesla Museum except for one set of documents. Yep. Those were Tesla's anti-gravity notes that went from the Office of Alien Properties via the FBI to General Nathan Twining at the Materiel Command at Wright Field. Hmm. And it was General Twining who was one of the first, besides um, General Ramey, to get involved with the Roswell crash case? Wow. So hmm.
4: this goes all the way back, all the way back to Tesla, though. The yeah. Mm-hmm. Case. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. Now, yeah. yeah. Go back to my question, though, about the stars, star children and indigos. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does that connect to a Tesla? I'm
5: you, know, you know, see that the star children and the indigos and all that stuff, and. Um, those two things in particular, I think, are really great gimmicks to get. That's what to I was going
3: with. Feel good about That's themselves. why I brought it up. Yeah. That's why I
4: brought it up because I was I was uh, you know going back to the the whole hoaxing, and then we just got sidetracked. with this, I mean, we've it, been hoaxed her, in Well,
5: we've but, been it, hoaxed as a magazine. We've been hoaxed. We, oh, there's a cover story we have with a, with a, with a woman who said she was abducted, and they took us out for a skywatch, and and in fact, that's the one and only time in my life I ever really saw. Maybe satellites. Who knows? There was a lot of pendulum going on, you know, pendulums over car hoods, and they were trying to call things down. But but I think mostly, I've never seen ever any indication that any of that's true, ever. It's always. Well, Nancy, did
4: you, yeah. The object did you see? Was it moving, and then it, did it make some kind of a weird um, movement in the sky and then shine A bunch the of them light. formed
5: into a really good sized cross.
4: Okay and did uh, did they shine any bright lights like just sporadically and then just stop Just
5: when the cross when the cross got made it it kind of sh- it kind of you know got very bright It yeah, was so obvious satellite. that you say to yourself but yeah. I think to myself couldn't it be lasers somehow
4: oh, Well it, you, well maybe I don't think so maybe.
5: Somebody in a car with lasers that you don't even know is there like parked down the mountain a bit
7: I don't think so I mean that was too high up for lasers and even though lasers have a long beam they have to hit something they don't just play in the sky you've got to have something that the lasers hit to make um see
5: here's the thing because the government has gone to so much trouble to block this topic out of the media to completely black it out that's the biggest clue of all I mean, if I, if there were if there if there were nothing, the media would be eating into this the way they eat into the superstructure of our underbridges of the country. You know, media media looks into everything, except this.
7: Right, because the government has so effectively marginalized it since the nineteen, which means late it's not 1940s. in everybody's
4: mind.
5: I mean,
7: forget. Well, exactly. it's not only that
4: they've marginalized it; is it's also I think a lot of the disinformation stuff that's happened, a lot of the hoaxing is uh, it's done by the government itself. Yeah. Well, no, but the big no, no. Porsa said thing is... the government
5: doesn't have to do much. That there's there's so many people. Not
4: anymore. Yeah, so many people yeah. are not just doing it themselves. But I think yeah, right. at first a lot of a lot of it was uh, you know government mandated disinformation and hoaxing and stuff. And then of course people just uh, monkey see monkey do. You know they got on the bandwagon and people thought they saw that they could make some money off of this. And uh, now you have cults sprouting all over the place. Because look, ufology in a way it is a, it is a religion. Kind of is its own cult. In itself, with little it. sort of, in it. sort of.
5: I mean, sort but, of,
4: right? it's, it's becoming—it's becoming a religion, though, Nancy. It really well, has. How many, in the last um, how 20, many 30 years.
5: move-on meetings have you gone to, or uh, conferences have you gone to? How many times have you mixed in with the UFO people?
4: have not had a chance to go to uh Mufond uh, conference yet. I was uh scheduled to go to uh the UFO Info weekend which was going to take place a few years ago with Alan uh here he was uh supervising the whole thing and it fell apart last minute. It was supposed to be at Cape Canaveral they're going to do the uh, last launch of the uh of uh-huh. the uh, shuttle and uh, they're ha- they're having a whole convention uh, surrounding that last launch. And unfortunately it fell through it didn't happen but um that was going to be my uh first Convention and well, the whole field that you which I am to... dying. To, I'm dying to get into more of uh, going out there and seeing these people live and seeing and interacting with with folks because it is a little bit different when you actually see somebody face to face. Exactly, and you can see them eye to eye, and you know you can see if they're. And, and the you know what?
5: Or... Pretty quickly. Everybody figures out who the real people are and who the frauds are, and the real yeah. people are often swamped, and they're exchanging notes. They're taking names. They're getting more information. This is a great way to trade information. Um, you know, the real people, how can having more information hurt you if you're the real thing? But, I, and you know, and, and so the ones who are hiding stuff, I think, are the ones that actually have armed guards and lock people into the room, you know? You heard now, about much- that.
4: Oh, yeah, of course. Now, Bill, real quick, going back to UFO Hunters, how much of the stuff you guys, uh, do you think that the stuff you guys covered on the show uh, was legit or had any legitimate uh, mm. backing? That's a good well, question. Well,
7: everything was legitimate. It's, I mean, even the stuff that wasn't true was legitimate because that was the point of the show. See, right. everybody thinks the reason that UFO Hunters, and, and I'll say this not for the sake of bragging, but just to uh, say this, are there, there's 30 years and, or more, 40 years of UFO shows going all the way back to the 1970s, 40 years. And of all those shows, UFO Hunters stands out in, in a different way from them. And that is because in UFO Hunters, what we didn't do was try to prove that UFOs were real. I mean, it's hard to believe, but that's what we did not do. There was no attempt to prove it. There was no attempt to argue the case for um, UFOs, only to argue the case for evidence that couldn't be explained. See, we went in the opposite direction. This is why none of the shows – well, some shows will do this, but – we went in the opposite direction from UFO shows. Most UFO shows. Yeah, but you shows, didn't do.
5: You made people mad because you didn't like definitively solve a problem like right, CSI. Right, didn't definitively
7: right. solve a problem. The mm-hmm. whole point was to definitively solve what debunkers were saying. About, okay, uh, the the model for the show, at least to my mind, besides Sherlock Holmes. Okay, that was my model for investigation, was uh, a study in Scarlet by Arthur Conan Doyle. The um, but the model for the show show was a show all the way back in the 1950s starring John Newland. It was called One mm. Step Beyond. Yeah, and in One Angel, Step have you ever beyond, seen that one? No, I have not. I'm you can oh, find it on, you I'm going to put that I'm on my bucket list. Yeah, oh, yeah. Find it on YouTube. It, Just for the in music? One, in One Step Beyond,
4: Ooh.
7: When, um, the, the point of the show was a paranormal show. It wasn't UFOs. It was paranormal. But they tried to go through every single conventional explanation for mm-hmm. what was happening in a paranormal case. And in the very end, the last of the conventional explanations fell apart and yeah. they were left with the unsolvable. And that was the one step beyond and all the stories were true. And so on UFO they hunters, so, yeah. yeah. yeah, And so on UFO hunters, cause I wrote a lot of them. One of the things that, um, we were doing was that model of going through all the different scenarios for certain kinds of things and the ufos that were not real cases like maury island like um and that was a mistake
5: because that was the first show but yeah that at that point mistake. you know they, they wanted to do this they wanted to do the series historically like starting with the earliest epi- you know sighting and move up but that that they quit that right away
7: yeah, but anyway, so, so we did the Maury Island. Then this, then the next season, we did Aurora, Texas. The um, you know, the Aurora Airplane. Yeah, but you history.
5: also uh, you brought new information to the Cash Landrum story. Right, you, that was brand I mean, new. You it, uncovered, yeah. you uncovered even the Aurora. Um, you you uncovered new stuff with the right. with the digging of the well because Pat. Yeah, Just
7: exactly. Clear. In the Aurora case, everybody claimed the case was a big fraud. Never happened. There was no well on the property. There was no this. So we found the real guy, and we found his grandson. He allowed us to dig. We dug the well. So the well was real. At the bottom of the well was aluminum. The aluminum we found did come from before World War II. It was from the 1920s or 1930s. And we found the town historian in nearby Dublin who said that these Air, that these metal-clad balloons by sportsmen were coming down all over the place because their engines were giving out. Well, that's what happened at Aurora, Texas. A metal-clad balloon hit the rotating blades of the well pump because it was sucking water up of the well pump. It exploded, sending metal all over the place, but the water wasn't contaminated by it. The old judge had terrible, terrible gout, and his his limbs was swollen up that's why and then the well went dry so the two things were completely different the well dried up so they closed the pipes dug a new well he had terrible gout from his uh, elbows down to his hands and so that was why he was swollen it wasn't from the water
5: hmm. ouch and and who was the who was the military man who admitted i think it was during the J- the uh, Janet Air, uh, airplane thing he sort of admitted that something what, he admitted right on camera that which, was, which case it was.
7: Do you remember what I'm talking about? Well, Janet Airlines would have been in Nevada for Area 51.
5: No, but you remember the guy you oh, got. the you Bull Bullhead were...
7: Airport, the Bullhead, Air, Bullhead yeah, City Airport so. in Arizona. Yeah. yeah, I mean the other thing was after the Needles incident in 2008. So we're there. We're in Needles, California. And the closest airport to Needles is Bullhead because it's right near the Four Corners, right in Nevada, and what's Arizona. What's the
5: Needles incident? Refresh sure our Well, that's
7: where this kind of artillery shell-shaped object did what some witnesses—there were two main witnesses—said was a controlled landing on the banks of the Colorado River, and then um, the whole place was flooded with federal um, personnel right after that. There were a lot of personnel. And the one thing we noticed was that at the Bullhead City Airport, Janet airline planes were landing. Janet Airlines is the um, CIA-owned, the federal government-owned airline that transports people back and forth from McCarran Airport to Area 51.
4: Oh, wow, that's interesting.
7: Right? Okay, so we filmed those lines. Then, for Bullhead City... We filmed a Janet Airlines plane landing at the Bullhead City Airport after the Needles crash. And so the airport manager, who was a retired Marine, told us flat out that he never heard of Janet Airlines. They don't land at his airport. He would know if Janet Airlines landed in his airport. He would know if a jet that big would land at the airport. And sure enough... We had video of a jet landing at Bullhead City Airport, so we caught the guy in a falsehood about Janet Airlines.
5: Basically, I think that's the show. Every case you did, many of the cases are real cases, and you move them forward just a notch. For example, that Japan Airlines thing, which the video, the, the visuals in UFO Hunters are amazing at how big a UFO was trailing Japan Airlines. Uh, they were flying, I think, over Antarctica, basically, they were taking a shortcut you know well it was they, they were, were delivering the wine. Cir-
7: no, they were taking the circle route over the northwest over Alaska to go to japan it 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 's the shortest route it 's the circle route, and that 's when they picked up this object that was telling them
5: right and remember, we only need one story to be true, and this is the sort of story where all the witnesses are trained people. And right. stuff's on radar, et cetera. Yeah, and multiple. Well, it, from, it, it's like Ellen I said,
4: Nancy. It's like I said, Nancy. It's just one of percent of it. It's true. The whole thing is true.
5: Right. And maybe that's yeah. all you need is one percent of a motor. But by the by, the reason I keep bringing up alternate energy, all these speakers are saying that that's the reason it can't come out, and it has to come out almost like. Many many holes in the dam or in the dike have to. It has to come up little by little because the energy companies, all the energy companies, run the world. The pharmaceuticals. This stuff will will hurt their business.
4: Supposedly. Yeah, to what point though, because I mean, you would think they will adapt to the technology and they, they are. start making money. Supposedly no, they are. With, That's the supposedly the whole they are. Point. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, you would think at some point they're just a doubt. In fact, uh, hold on right there. We've got to take a quick commercial break. Uh, when we do come back, I know there's been a couple people trying to get into the uh, conversation. I'm going to let you guys okay. get in. Uh, call in, uh, PSN Radio on Skype or 786-245-8127. We'll be right back. they
5: don't yell at me. Yeah. If I hope you, you're going to
4: yell, wish. yell at me or be nice. Yeah. yeah. Don't yell too loud. You're going to wake up Alan. But we'll I be know. back on Skywatchers Radio with uh, your phone calls if you want to get in and talk to Bill and Nancy in uh, a couple minutes. Stick around.
0: Death
1: Listen to Podcast UFO at 9pm Eastern Standard Time. That's 1am UTC GMT each Wednesday evening. We take a look at our fascinating universe in our astronomy segment and then host Martin Willis interviews guests on topics including UFO sightings, abductions and cover-ups. Guests are noted scientists, sighting witnesses, investigators and sceptics and have included Stan Friedman. Leslie Kane Colby Landrum Travis Walton Dr. Seth Shostak Robert Hastings David Jacobs and many more You can even interact with our guests by joining the chat room live at podcastufo.com So, see you this Wednesday at 9pm Eastern Standard on the Dark Matter Radio Network and remember, in the meantime keep your eyes to the sky TalkStream Live introduces our
4: first-ever iPhone application, Mobile Talk Radio. Imagine having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. You'll be surprised how easy it is to use. So I think what's going on here is that Obama is banking on unemployment falling. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Remember... Future Theater could be heard every Monday night at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 7 p.m. Eastern with your host. Bill, that's me and Nancy.
7: Hi, Karumba. Burns, and we are broadcasting live
4: right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. Breaking the walls down.
5: This is radio. This
4: is what people want. To download the podcast, make sure you go to www.futuretheater.com. Mental disorders are common in the United States and internationally. An estimate 26.2% of Americans ages 18 and older suffer from some sort of mental illness. Now this figure translates to 57.7 million people who suffer from some sort of mental breakdown. If you find yourself laying in bed on a Sunday night, hearing voices while you're trying to sleep, well it might not be that demonic being from another dimension trying to kill you where you sleep might just be your mental illness starting to kick in. So if you're out of meds for the night, then I have just the thing. Come listen to my show, The Jackal's Head. You can check out our Listen Live page only on www.psn-radio.com. See you there. This ad has been paid for by The Jackal's Head and the War on Terror.
1: War. It's fantastic.
0: Roswell, UFOs, Flying Saucers, Alien Abduction... You yeah. yeah.
4: All right, everybody, welcome back to Skywatchers Radio for the last segment of the evening here with Bill and Nancy Burns. And uh, open lines if you guys want to call in, again, 786-245-8127. Of course, PSN Radio on your Skype. I know we had a couple of callers who were trying to get in earlier, but we were so deep in conversation and uh didn't want to interrupt the flow, but now the lines are open so please call on in and again, we are taking your questions in the chat so if you guys wanted to uh, you know chat us anything over there we will answer it on air uh getting back to what we were talking about though and uh you know in fact we're on on we're on break here we were kind of uh, talking about the uh, the ranch and uh and stuff let's go back to uh to you know hoaxers and and ufology and um you know, not talking about James here yesterday, you know, or, or anything like that. Or even the well, one well, well, add, guy add from Skin and Switzerland. Add Skinwalker. You know? Skinwalker. And let's talk about different different aspects of ufology and hoaxing. Uh the Skinwalker Ranch, for example. That's another one. Tell us uh Bill, tell can you tell us a little bit or Nancy, tell us a little about the Skinwalker Ranch for those who might not know much about what the Skinwalker Ranch is. Well,
7: it's a real place. I th- I think the person who is probably you know, like the real expert. Well, there's Combe Kelleher and there's George Knapp. They've both been there. They've both, uh, uh, they wrote a book together about it. They both worked with, um, I think, Robert Bigelow on the acquisition right, of that right, ranch. Right.
5: Right. right. And, 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 and there's a third one. Remember the one that you know about that's very private. What is that called? Well, there's one we covered on UFO hunters
7: that was in Arizona. And, and that one
5: um, is. You, you know, um, that one is the re- – see, that one seems to be the real thing, and it's very, very private. But people know about it. Oh, it's, oh, oh. Um,
7: I know what you're talking to. No, that, uh, that's not in Arizona. That's in the Ozarks. And that one is Marley Woods. Okay. And the Skinwalker Ranch and the Gilliland Ranch and Marley Woods and, if, and, and places like that really do share this one aspect of there seems to be – they seem to be like a curtain. And Mm. on the other side of the curtain is a real.
4: Oh, there it did it again. I don't know why it keeps doing that. Uh, Sorry, folks. Uh, Let me see if I can get Bill and Nancy back on here. Me now. I'm here. Yeah, we, we took a call there. Uh, Dan uh, Harmon called in. Sorry, Dan. I don't know what ha- why Skype is doing that, but when you take a call for some reason, it's doing that. Let me add him because he, he definitely wants to get uh, something off his chest here. Uh, okay. But before I, I get him on the line, uh, Bill, finish your thought, and I'll get Dan on the line here. Well, no. All I'm saying is
7: that in, in these three places, they really do act like curtains between our dimension and somewhere else. And the physical trace evidence is enormous. Mm-hmm. proving that these things are real. And the photographs are enormous, are, are, yeah. are just incredible. So,
5: Can you also call them Stargates?
7: Well, people have talked about Stargates. I keep thinking that they're kind of like curtains to another dimension. So call them Stargates because that was the movie. But, on, but, they're, but they're also curtains that are separating two kinds of dimensions, and you don't want to go into their dimension. They come into
5: Who's the the guy from Marley Woods that you interviewed? Ted Phillips. Okay, we we should have him on the show. Now, here's the thing, because he seems like completely legit. He was a skeptic when this all started. But so many of these stories remind me of the Amityville horror. Somebody buys a property. They don't know what the heck they're going to do with it. So they make up a story that, you know, they're seeing stuff on their property, and suddenly another property is a uh, tourist attraction. Well, right. right, that's what happened with Amityville, but more Woods is the
4: opposite. But hold on, my question is, though, Bill and Nancy, uh, with all these properties that are springing up, isn't it kind of uh, convenient to have a little ranch or something like this where people could come out and you could make money off of it and you could set up maybe props or things to happen to... Have people believe they're seeing something? They're having a sighting. Well,
5: I I kind of wish you, Angel. If you have the time and energy, and and we might try it ourselves. We were talking about it tonight. I think we should all go to this ranch. Oh, Sad- I'm, I'm totally down. Sadly, for this, by the way. you know, you're gonna you could come back really like feeling like I was right. It's not, or or you could take a walk on the wild side, and <laughs> you know, I mean, I'll tell you what.
4: Look. I'll tell you what, Nancy. I'm actually very, very interested in checking out uh, James's ranch. Uh, not because I'm a nasty debunker, as uh, some would call us or call them, because uh, I'm really not. But I am a very curious person in ufology, and I want to know what's true and what's not true. And James seems like a very nice guy. We talked yeah. to him on, on the show yesterday. He seems like a very nice person. Well, see, he uh, has—he
5: comes highly recommended. His, you know, you kind of does, judge people yeah. by their friends, and you judge them, thank you, by their enemies. I mean, I—I I am proud of our enemies, and I'm. Proud prouder of the people we call friends and, and, you know, an awful lot of people that's why I was saying yesterday, although he's saying stuff that seems insane um, yes. N- yes. we don't know what he's gone through. <laughs> we, I have not True. had a near-death experience and I um, uh, there was someone recently on another show I was listening to who talked about having it maybe it was, no, I think it might have been Rich. I can't remember who but somebody Rich, just recently. Yeah,
4: Rich had a near-death experience where he thinks he might have had one yeah. So it might have been his show that you were. Or no? Was it last night? Was it
5: James? To? Might have been James. I think well, it was James, James said
4: he did have one. Yeah. Yes.
5: And he, he thinks that was what kind of turned on the psychic abilities, and that's what Travis Walton said. He really believes that something they fixed him, perhaps. That yeah, he but might Travis,
4: have... but Travis never claimed to have any psychic abilities, and oh, this is. No, oh no! no. Well, it's, he hasn't. He never told me he claimed to have any psychic abilities. Here's, oh.
7: here's what happened. Okay. So we're talking to Travis, and he's on the oh. radio, right? Because we're broadcasting live from the Bucks County um, MUFON convention, the one or the Philadelphia convention. It's 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 in Bucks County, and so we're talking. And um, John Ventry and I get this panel together with Pat Oscar and Travis Walton and uh, Antonio Paris and Anthony Sanchez, a few other people, and. One of the things we uh, – and, and, and Tom Carey. So as we're talking to Travis, Pat's interviewing Travis on the air, and Travis alludes to a certain ability that he has that he doesn't use. So on the air, we say, well, what's the ability? He says, ah, I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to use it. I said, come on, you can't raise the issue and then not talk about it. Just kind of give us a hint. He says, well, I can make things happen. What do you mean you can make things happen? I kind of can. He's like the rain man.
6: Mm-hmm. I kind like of
7: he said, I kinda can think of what's in people's minds hmm. and make things <clears> happen <throat> for them in their minds. And so he said, but, but it's so troubling to me that I don't do it. And I said, well, did you have this before your incident? And he said, no, it was only when I was deposited back. That I began to have this sensation about this ability that I had, and it scared me so much. I've stopped using it. I don't use it.
4: That's interesting. I see. Yeah. I haven't heard that story or that aspect of it. But he's never come out and, and you know made claims publicly or anything like that that no. he has psychic no. abilities. No, in fact, he doesn't no. want to do that. He has not yeah, exactly. Right. That's why nobody would hear, know. You can and, hear and
5: real and real remote viewers say the same exact thing. It's not something they like to fool with. It's like it's like witchcraft or something. It's like there's a force there and you have to respect the
4: force. Respect the force. I like to yeah. that. Way, but that <laughs> yeah. Uh speaking of respect the force, let's get Dan on the because I know he's been patiently waiting oh, to nice. uh, get his uh question a in here call. with you. Let's uh, let's see if we can get him online without kicking us off. Uh Dan, uh come on, pick up the phone there. And you're on live on Sky Watchers Radio. Dan, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you doing tonight? Hi, Dan. Doing fantastic. Uh, you got a question for Bill and
3: Nancy? Well, I've got a, yeah, basically, a, actually more of a couple of comments. Go I for it. When, earlier when I, when I was listening to it, and Nancy was saying that there's an awful lot of people who seem to hate her. Well, I don't particularly hate her. I just mm-hmm. get frustrated as heck with it. Ah. Uh-huh. Uh, again, it goes back to your stepping over some of the guests. Sometimes it's wonderful, but sometimes it's frustrating just from the sense that, just about the time Bill may be getting ready to say something that I find exceedingly interesting. Do
4: we do we have anything that is ufology based to yes, ask to them? Instead now, of, you know, just bashing poor Nancy over. No,
3: it. I'm not gonna bash her beyond that. Okay,
4: let's move past that point and let's get into some <laughs> UFO related. This is a UFO based show, not a bash Nancy Burns I'm sorry, show. Sorry, but
3: I was just commenting on it. That's a, Okay, I, go ahead. Now the other thing about a lot, a lot, of the people you do talk about in this not talk about that talk in this field do seem to have are from La La Land, and I have mm-hmm. to agree with that. And, and one of the more okay. interesting ones is Whitney Streber, which mm-hmm. I find very fascinating. In that, yeah. he, in that, the last time I tried to listen to him, I just found I couldn't listen to him because every two minutes he was hyping his books.
4: Oh, really? Yeah. Welcome to the
3: ufology, uh, Dan. That's what a lot of uh, folks No, and in he didn't, he do. <laughs> didn't he didn't used to do that. No, I mean when I first started listening to him uh, back when he was on Art Bell and uh, early George Norrie stuff. I mean, he was he came across as, you know, a lot more credible. Now, you know, and I think a lot of these people pr- what is the problem is that they tell these stories that, in, 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 and they may or may not be true. But if you tell them enough times, the fiction and the reality tend to blend together. Yeah. Except so, here's
5: the th- here's the thing, and I let me interrupt you to kind of say this. That's okay. Well, uh, yeah,
3: I'm you know, I'm open.
5: And in fact, you know what? I know that you you're going to end up being one of one of my firmest mm. fans. I I can sense it. I can feel it. Mm. Um, but anyway, he's going to be
4: leading the charge in the yeah. I, mean, Nancy Burns. I I
5: yes. have, uh, once you get to know me, you'll 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 be you'll be okay. <laughs> but here's the thing: I spoke with. Willie at a party, um, for a while, a long time, and when you talk to him, and he's not, you know, he's not trying to sell his books. He is so shockingly smart, and he has, he has had experiences, and or he makes stuff up. I don't know. He is a writer, but if you look into the internet, if you go some, do some deep googling, you will find out that he has a very, very, very strange background, and before he wrote. Even Wolfen, he wrote some horrible serial killer type books and stuff. Hmm.
7: He well, has the Hunger.
5: no one. One is called Billy. Look it up. Oh right, right. I, right I'm right. right. And That's so, and people who have really looked into this, people who are conspiracy theorists, believe that he was one of the kids who was used in experiments and stuff because his father was involved. You know how sometimes parents have to give their kids over. Uh, we have seen we have seen evidence of this. So he has a very interesting. History, there's just more to him, I think, than uh, most... Most the, 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 yeah. Haven't
4: you found that don't Nancy that, that seems to be like a parallel between a lot of folks Like Whitley Strieber uh, Like the one on guy in Europe uh, Who has uh, his whole mysterious <laughs> background also uh, You know it seems to be the common thing Where Maybe. these folks Who create these cults around their uh, their Stories and have books and movies and Documentaries Maybe. And American uh, people who pimp their, uh, their stories out to the world uh, You know these people all have this Mysterious background where They've, they've lived a hell of a life and some of them are even musicians and they are failed at it. So then they get into the UFO field and they get a little fame and next thing you know, they're pumping out music CDs and trying to <laughs> well, put their music out there. Dan, we're almost out of time here yeah. and, uh, you know, I hate to cut, cut you off there, but, uh, any of the last questions or thoughts you want to leave a uh, uh, and Nancy here with
3: my only concern. And I have, and I have a, everybody there has expressed this concern about where this field is going. I, mm. I've been following it for some years now, and I have to agree, it has sort of gotten mushy, and yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of cruft in it that uh, it's hard to differentiate sometimes, and I wish we could just get back to, to, to well, well, finding out whether this is real or not. That's yeah. the issue. Well,
7: I mean, well, here's, here's the only thing that I can tell you. If you look at all the extrinsic evidence It's absolutely real. It doesn't mean that every case is real. It just means that there is a phenomenon that's real. We don't know why the phenomenon is real or why we have an explanation for it. But when you see how various aspects of the field, like archaeology, like um, aspects of um, psychology, neuropsychology, um, and and history, and and the history of documents, when you see all this – surrounding the testimony of a lot of people, then you have to say to yourself, well, obviously there is a phenomenon here that is real because there's evidence that attests to it. What the phenomenon is and why the phenomenon is, that's the mystery, but not that there is a phenomenon. Look, when you have President Harry Truman, President John F. Kennedy, President Ronald Reagan, President Jimmy Carter, President Jerry Ford, all saying the same thing about UFOs—they're real. They should be investigated. And even people like George Bush and Vice President Cheney, mm-hmm. um, v- Vice President Cheney, saying that if I received the UFO briefing, it would have been classified, so I can't talk about it.
4: Right. <clears throat>
6: mm-hmm. Very when subtle. When look the way. at that, yeah, yeah. When
7: you look at that, or, or when you look at that, you know the phenomenon's real. the The question is, who knows the why and the wherefore? Right.
4: Yeah. That's a, well, at this point, there really is no debate that there is a phenomenon going on, uh, even if it's all in our mind. Uh, well, there what is do, you, what going do you on. guys
5: think, all of John Lear, for example? Um, well, who wants to take that one first? Not me. See, <laughs> see, I think there might be some truth to what he's saying. I think yeah, so I. early in when he first started, I think he was telling some truths. Um, it just seems like it. And if you look at his old stuff, again, we, we covered him in UFO Magazine. I found him very compelling. N- not almost like a person who's telling the truth knowing nobody's going to believe him.
3: Yeah. Right. Well, one of the, I'll just leave I I have one thing to say and then I will leave you and enjoy it in in, in, in have, saying I have enjoyed the tonight's show greatly. Oh. Uh I actually God well, bless you, you're the one. I, right. <laughs> <laughs> actually uh back in the mid 50s, around 52 or 53, uh one night my parents and my brother and I Actually, had an encounter outside of uh, Sherman, Texas, and mm-hmm. and that's where it sort of got me involved into thinking about all this stuff over the years. And for for a good fifty years, I have not talked about it because there's just no nothing to be gained from it, and people look at you sort of pretty weird at times.
5: Well, can can you tell us what happened?
3: Well, we were driving home from my uh, great a- great aunt and uncle's house out o- outside of a little town called uh, Van Alstein, Texas, and we were just—it was probably about eight or nine o'clock because we had to be back. Into Sherman, Texas. That Guys,
4: I, I hate to cut you off, but we're almost completely yeah. out of time. And uh-huh. I don't know, this is, this is going to go for more than two or three no, minutes. No, no,
3: it'll be finished. But my father pulled over to the side of the road and stopped on the country road. says, There's Late an airplane, airplane landing in that field over there, and we stopped. And, just and it was a UFO. And it came down about, looked huh? like 50 to 100 feet, and just stood there, changed colors a couple of times. And then sort of slowly rose and took off again. And there was no sound. It was just a light, period. A light. Dan, thank you for calling
4: in. Guys, we have to cut him off. Uh, We got to go. We got to go. That's
5: why we do this business.
4: That's why we do what we do. We got to go, guys. Listen, uh, speaking of John Lear, guess what? He's going to be on Dark Matter Radio Network next on hyperspace. So everybody, please stay tuned for John Lear on the Dark Matter Radio Network. For uh, my co-host Alan, for Bill and Nancy Burns, great guests. Thank you uh, for being on the show tonight. By the way,
7: sure, our (laughs) pleasure.
4: Especially last night. For our overlord, Mr. Keith Rowland, I am Angel Espino. This is Skywatchers Radio, and we will be back next week. Same Skywatcher channel, same Skywatcher time. Stay tuned for more Dark Matter Radio Network and PSN. Goodbye, goodbye, everybody.